runasradio.com. You're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 251 with guest Sean Duby, recorded Tuesday, January 24th, 2012. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow the boys on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. You're listening to Run As Radio. And with me today is Sean Duby. And I'll give a little bit of this bio, Sean, because you've been around. Uh, technical Director for Windows IT Pro and SQL Server Magazine, 25 years experience in enterprise IT, uh, started out at Texas Instruments with IBM VM Systems and then helped design, deploy, and support TI's first Windows NT3.5 worldwide infrastructure. Spent 10 years with Intel, where he's one of the architects of Intel's corporate active directory force and design engineer for the directory services team. He's been a contributing editor long before joining the magazine, and Sean has written many articles and a book on Windows Server and Active Directory and speaks on these topics at conferences around the world. Microsoft awarded Sean an MVP distinction for directory services every year since 2004. Did you just get renewed? I did get renewed. Uh, this is my ninth year. And so you're on the January cycle, not the April cycle? Right. Yeah, I'm an I'm a, I'm a April renewal because it amuses me that I become an MVP every April 1st. April 1st, right. And I always have to remember on New Year's morning to go, oh, yeah, that's right. Let's go check the email. And this, I didn't see it this year, and I went, Oh, and Uh-oh. then I looked at my junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all good. And, uh, you know, you know, it's an, this is an important area. This, you know, I realize Active Directory is running a big chunk of uh, identity these days. It is the, the driving force for a lot of operations. Yeah, very much so. And it is the, it really is the bedrock, kind of the infrastructure for all this springing out into the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, um, and in one of my call to actions that I keep trying to reiterate in my enterprise identity column for Windows IT Pro is for the identity people to be looking outward and paying attention to cloud identity and starting to wrap their heads around this new world of different specification, different protocols, different standards, uh, and the way everything works very differently because it's going to be an integral part of their life in the future. Well, and I feel like identity folks specifically have been living in a very safe world where AD is a, a quite a protected service. You know, it's not in the DMZ or anything. It is purely internal. Exposing it outward is just not the way they think. Right. Oh, yeah. And there are many aspects to all of, of identity besides just what Active Directory does. Sure. And of course, you know, uh, as we all know, the worries about security and cloud computing and and which are, frankly, being addressed, mm-hmm. uh, for example, for federation uh, in one area. And, you know, the area that we're kind of talking about today, um, SKIM, our simple cloud identity management, is another aspect of cloud identity that is it's being addressed. One of the things that makes cloud identity and cloud computing in general so complicated is, you know, when you have an on-prem environment where right. everything's you can wrap your hands around it the pieces the, the puzzle pieces don't move around very much but with cloud computing all of a sudden all bets are off and 
you know, you've got uh, identity providers, service providers, protocols, new standards, developing standards, services, and you can push them around in all kinds of combinations. So now I'm, I've number of companies that I've worked with in the past couple of years, the driving force for doing any of this has been going to exchange in the cloud, either with an ISP or going all the way to, to office 365. And that's sort of the first time they've talked seriously about technologies like uh, ADFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is skim really a- addressing that or is that solved in that particular scenario just with the ADFS stack and, and so forth? Well, um, Regarding Office 365 and kind of where all of that stands, maybe if, uh, let me give a little bit of context to this because I uh, am personally amazed at how little context I had when I was actually working in the trenches mm-hmm. uh, in 80 and all that. You know, um, the you can think of cloud identity as kind of being divided into four areas, which I've heard called the four A's, which I like because it helps me remember it. Sure. Um, Authentication, which we'll talk about, you know, as part of all this. Authorization uh, and auditing, those are two more A's, mm-hmm. which uh, we can talk about some other time. And accounts, uh, which is kind of the subject of today, or you m- might more rightly call it provisioning and deprovisioning. And how it works between the identity provider, which is our enterprise, you know, um, abc.com or whatever, you know, wherever you're working for and where your identity is stored in Active Directory, or maybe you have identity information in Active Directory and in an HR database, in a physical security database, and then you've got a meta directory service or a virtual directory that kind of munges it all together and presents it to the rest of the world as a single identity. Right, okay. And yeah, so really just focusing on those two outer A's, authentication and accounts, accounts being sort of the, the claims, what privileges has this guy got? Well, yes, if you boil it down to a very narrow scenario, because there's a ton of them, you know, the scenario is how do I get a user in my company, the identity provider, Mm -hmm. to securely log on to a cloud service provider, sometimes called a a relying party, like Salesforce or Google Apps or, you know, some some SaaS vendor like, you know, Jim Bob's Nifty Software Service or something like that. And I appreciate that you're not picking Microsoft in this case, that, you know, Microsoft speaking to Microsoft technologies often is much simpler than going over to the Google Apps world or the Salesforce world or, you know, something that's different. Right. And and the reality is most of the cloud computing world is not Microsoft, unlike the on-prem environment where Microsoft dominates. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's very important to... Embrace and understand all of, there are other very big, very important players in these areas that are not Microsoft. And Microsoft is certainly one of them just due to their size. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, the basic problem that you have to do is when you're, for a user to get to a service provider and to actually use a service provider, they have to authenticate to them, you know. Um, in other words, you know, successfully log on. But for them to authenticate, there has to be a user ID and some information, as you already said, claims in the cloud world. There mm-hmm. has to be some a user ID and some information, some claims associated with the user for them to use for logging on. And that's the challenge of provisioning, which is managing the accounts. How do you get the user and their associated claims to where the service provider can see it? Right. Now, now you feel like you've gotten walked us all the way back to Federation Services. Um, part, partly, yes. Federation is uh, about authentication. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anytime you use a service provider, you have to do two things. You have to have um, some way of uh, authenticating, which is hopefully usually federation, but in most of the large uh, cloud service providers use federation, but a lot of them still just simply require log on to a separate account. But we're going to assume for this, it's federation. Right. And the other is how do you manage those accounts that make all of that work? And that's the gist of what Skim is trying to solve and what the problem is. So the problem is you sign up to use Jim Bob software service uh, and you need to create accounts up there. So you can, what, what can you do? You can upload them from Excel or CSV, you know, which is obviously not secure. If an employee gets terminated, you've got to manually try to remember to take care of that. Right. Um, in some circumstances, such as Salesforce, you can use the service provider's uh, proprietary API to manage the identities that are up there. Now, the problem with that is that it doesn't scale out. You know, it's estimated, I think Gartner estimated that in a few years, large enterprises will have up to a thousand different SaaS providers. Man. Um, so you can't have a proprietary API for every one of those SaaS providers. It doesn't scale. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that is currently the uh, best of class in managing accounts is uh, Directory Sync. So you can use a directory synchronization service that uh, keeps the identities that are on the service provider in sync with what you're doing to them on, say, Active Directory. So, for example, you have an, a directory sync service, and um, it points to a particular OU in your Active Directory. And you, as, as users are created, updated, and deleted in that OU, that is replicated up to the service provider more or less instantaneously um, to keep things in sync. This is what uh, Google Apps does. This is what Office 365 does. The problem with that is that it doesn't scale up. As you get more and more service providers, you can't have a directory sync engine for all of these. Right. Well, you're going to be just perpetually syncing everywhere. Right, right. Uh, The bottom line is that there's no standard for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And having said that there's no standard, I have to backtrack a little bit and say there actually is a standard. Um, you know, what if you gave a party and no one came? Right. Um, it's, co- it's called Spimmel, which is the service provisioning markup language. Um, Spimmel's been around since 2003. It got revised to 2.0 in 2006. But the problem is that it's not been widely adopted. It's actually pretty much regarded as dead right now. Hmm. And the reason is um, it handles every conceivable provisioning situation. It's designed to do everything up to and including the kitchen sink. But, right. but the problem is because it's so wide-ranging, it's very difficult to code to. Right. It, it's got the SGML problem or any pick any of the hospital-based markup solutions, HL7 and so forth. You, you support everything, you actually support nothing. Right. And so nobody wanted to go to the trouble of, of doing all of that. Um, and, of course, the people that are out there uh, recognize that, and they said, you know, the way things are going, we have to have some kind of a, uh, some kind of a standard. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think of Spimmel as uh, analogous to what happened with LDAP, right? You know, right. if you actually look up LDAP, it's the lightweight directory access protocol. So it makes you wonder what the heavyweight directory access <laughs> protocol was. Yeah. Here's <laughs> that lightweight protocol? Not that light. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of where um skin comes in. We need a standard or a specification to make it easy to handle uh user account management to cloud service providers mm-hmm. without it, you know, killing you trying to make it work. Um so what skim is, skim stands as I said before, skim stands for simple cloud identity management. 
And it's a specification hoping to be a standard when it grows up right now. Right. So, um, and if you go, you can find out more about Skim by going to simplecloud.info. Mm-hmm. And what it will tell you is that it's an easy way to uh, pro- programmatically handle account provisioning, uh, like uh, changes, uh, creating an account, changing the account, and deprovisioning users and groups. Now, when the people that were putting um, Skim together, the Skim uh, spec together, they thought, well, we want to give it a simple name. And they really, they, what they wanted to call it was simple cloud account management or a simple cloud user management. Scam but and scum. They up, yeah, they ended up with scam or scum. <laughs> so reluctantly, even though it identity management confuses the, the name slightly, mm-hmm. uh, they went with skim. So, uh, And as long as I'm throwing stuff like that around, when you're dealing with provisioning and account management, the acronym of CRUD comes up. So I like to say that SKIM handles the cruddy aspects of provisioning. Nice. uh, Where CRUD means uh, create, read, update, and delete of user account. Uh, And and who are the drivers behind this? Is this a Google uh, initiative? Well, actually, no. Um, The people that uh, really first started driving it, and one of the primary, the first authors of it and primary drivers of it is uh, Patrick Harding, who is CTO of Ping Identity. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a, you know, again, if you're in a Microsoft world, you might not have heard of them, but in the uh, cloud identity world, they're a leading driver. Um, as having said that, uh, key players from Salesforce.com are involved. Uh, Cisco is involved in it. SailPoint, Technology Nexus, Unbound ID, and Google are uh, all uh, involved in this. Yeah, and I appreciate that they all, I've just, poking around their site here and see that they're publishing all their minutes. Like you can see who's involved and what they're talking about. So uh, nothing very secretive here. No, no. As a matter of fact, I've been subscribing to um, the Google, um, what's it called? The Google site. For example, just sitting there in my outlook, I have basically everything that they've ever said online. And so it's interesting to poke your nose in and see what they're talking about. And sometimes they don't understand what they're talking about, but no, it's all very open. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so what's the idea behind, uh, skin is that it handles, you know, it's like an 80% solution or a 90%. It doesn't try to, to do everything. Mm-hmm. It just tries to do the most common things you're ever going to do with account provisioning. Uh, like I said, create, read, update, and delete, plus two more that are specifically geared towards cloud computing. One, it has a sync function. So it works like a directory sync. It will synchronize identities. Mm-hmm. And it also has an SSO function. And that's pretty cool, uh, though I've not, you know, played with it. And the idea behind the SSO function is that it's an actual real-time operation of an identity on the service provider. So, in other words, when the person first tries to do a single sign-on to the identity, I mean, to the service provider that supports Skim, it will real-time provision the account out to the service provider. Interesting. So, the first time you're trying to sign on to this cloud provider... It's sort of, it maybe does one of those uh, auto-discover tricks. I look at the domain. Maybe I already have a relationship for there. I know where to ask. I do the provision. Might be a little hesitation there, but you can get it to work right off the bat. Right. And this is presupposing that there's already a federated trust. Right. You know, and all of the, you know, all of the, um, all the federation aspects are taken care of. But we, we are talking about synchronizing a chunk of our uh, organization's identity data for our users to another service. Correct. Okay. The question is, what chunk? It depends on the service provider. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the service provider may require something as little as a user ID and an email account, or it may want, you know, user ID, email, and it creates some kind of a management structure or, you know, the more sophisticated services will have some kind of role-based access control. Right. So, you know, this group of people can access this part of the application. This part can manage it. These people can audit the application and look at, uh, look at other governance, uh, information associated with it. Um, so it's all strictly, it's all strictly between what's required by the service provider and, um, what you set up in the trust federation. And I'm thinking less along the claims and more along the lines of identity information, usernames, passwords, things like that. I, right. Do, can I set this up so that they're always communicating back to me for authentication? Um, that's a good question. I don't really know to that level if, if it's able to do that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, um, you know, the bottom line is, and I, the concern, of course, is that you're putting identity information out in the cloud. Right. And it's, it's really, um, it's not, uh, it's not Skim's problem. Right. You know, if you want to use a service provider and it requires this kind of identity information, you can either go in and type it in by hand or upload it or mm-hmm. directory synchronize it. You know, you have already decided if you're going to use them that, you know, you've managed to step on your CISO's head and, and get approval and, and allow that out there. I really see two pieces here. I mean, one is this basic idea of, okay, I have a chunk of sensitive data somewhere else. That's an issue. The other element of this is how quickly, if I disable an account on my end, is it reflected on their end? And I can't, I can't give you, you know, real time answers, but the, what I'm told is that it's more or less immediate. Right. I, mean, I guess it's, again, this gets back to the service provider. How often are we synchronizing or is there a mechanism that, you know, by default, each time that service provider needs to uh, authenticate an account, it's checking in with me and goes, oh, there's been a change, and I'm disabled. Okay, that account doesn't work. Right. No, you're right. It, and it, it, it is a question of uh, that synchronization and how it's handled with Skim right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the alternative here is, you, you've, you know, the ADFS approach where you're going back to ADFS for every single login and punishing everybody every time, that additional communication time, for right. the few times that you actually need an account immediately disabled. Right. And I know with uh, with directory synchronization services, mm-hmm. it's more or less instantaneous because it monitors uh, the status uh, of the particular area of the directory service it's monitoring real time. Right. Um, how that maps across to skim and the sync operation or any of the crud like a delete for example uh, or a uh, some kind of a lockout this section of run as radio is sponsored by secret server the password management software for it admins secret server helps you manage local admin passwords and service accounts the right way get your free 30-day trial for secret server at runasradio.com slash secret server and that i mean this all gets back to implementation i don't want to lay this at skim's feet it's just a spec Right. So I guess we got to talk about, has Microsoft implemented Skim? No, uh, they are watching it just like everybody else is watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spec got uh, approved and released just in December. And at an IIW workshop in the fall, people like, um, you know, so for example, uh, Salesforce whipped up a, uh, I think it was Salesforce, uh, whipped up a, a, an interface for Skim in a day of coding. Uh, so it's very it's very uh, low cost to implement, and right now where they are is 
people are starting to use it. Uh, people are paying attention to it. And really, uh, for your listeners, the call to action, well, there's kind of two calls to action associated with this. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, we've been spending a long time talking about the dirt on this, but the reason that the IT pro should really care about this is because it'll make their job easier. Right. Uh, everybody's going to be involved more and more with cloud computing. And as you have 10 or 20 or 30 different cloud service providers you're working with, you don't want to have um, 10 or 20 or 30 different ways of provisioning, changing, and deprovisioning user accounts. Right. So this is not about managing mail. This is about the fact that we have all sorts of uh, SaaS products coming down the pipe that customers are going to are going to start demanding right i mean right now if i talk about them you've got your exchange you've got your salesforce and if you stop there i can maintain custom solutions for both of those right it's when i've got 30 more that i'm in trouble and and this is the 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 thing that we've been talking about so much nowadays is an already overburdened it yeah responding quickly to a customer request when they've got a website sitting up there looking for a credit card number yeah um to be able to say, oh sure, we can we can set we can set you up with that pretty quickly, uh, which actually ties in, you know, is one of the reasons that identity as a service is becoming so very popular. But that's another story entirely, and we've actually already talked about that somewhat. But you know, interesting point: this idea that adding cloud products to an enterprise's uh, uh, repertoire doesn't have to be an IT-oriented thing. Let the the users inside the organization sign up for a product they want to use. You know, maybe it's only this one team. Maybe it's only for a quarter they're going to use it. But if we can provision well, if identity is a service, they can quickly do that. It can end on its own uh, accord. It's not a big deal. Sort of a, uh, you know, consume as you go model. If it can be done in a secure manner. So the challenge right now is IT is scrambling to get themselves to a point where they can provide a service interface to the customers. Because the reality is what actually happens with a scenario like that is those guys just sign up with new accounts that have nothing to do with the internal infrastructure of the organization at all and then move files in a fairly insecure way into that service with no control by IT. How do you spell Dropbox? Yeah. Well, they, you're, you, you nailed it. That's exactly what's going on. And we're, we're dealing with this nightmare of proliferation of, of secure data. Like, I want my digital rights management to follow along. And then when I actually do that, all I'm, you know, now I'm the guy preventing them from getting work done. Right. Right. Well, I've, it, I've applied DRM to all of these documents and they push it up to the service they wanted to use for their, you know, their company retreat or some project they're working on. And then they complain the files don't work. Right. Yep. And I'm, I'm a Dropbox user too. I, I've, uh, but I certainly recognize the limitations of it and of and then the paranoia of a of an identity person. Mm-hmm. It's the simplest bad identity scenario in the world is, you know, the department starts using a product, they fire some guy because for something they did something stupid or yep. who knows what, and then the admin forgets to do something about deleting the account and wang, they still have access to all sorts of bad stuff. And that's I can frankly see that as uh, being a new category of insider uh, insider sabotage. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you can't even lay it at the feet of the uh, IT guy. He didn't know you guys were using that service. Right. You know, you provisioned it yourself. He had exactly. no idea. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? 
and uh, and these things are going on. And and I I mean, there is no recourse for Dropbox at this particular point, right? There is no sense of uh, uh, an extended federated identity service to Dropbox. No, and of course the alternative is Box, formerly known as Box.net, mm-hmm. and that has all of that, um, but it's far from free. Right. So you know, easy hands-on. Um, so I I believe what I'm seeing is I'm seeing IT going, hey, that's a great idea and all that, and they're paying for Box and saying, move your stuff over to this, it will work just as easily. Um, you know, I can tell you, I hear from users where the, you know, collaboration solution of record is SharePoint. Mm-hmm. But the salespeople who are, uh, in, in terms of technology savvy, they're somewhere on the opposite end of IT pros. For sure. They have no patience for for working with SharePoint when they can just set up and use Dropbox in a heartbeat. Yeah. So they they have a, a small set of skills, but that set of skills lends itself to using the tools that work with the least friction, and so they'll exactly. use them. Exactly. Um, but I want to make a, a a point about Skim, which is the fact that it is still early, and uh, your listeners can really help the adoption of it. Of mm-hmm. course, you know you don't want to blindly go off and adopt adopt something or whatever until you understand it a little bit better. But, you know, you can find out by going to simplecloud.info uh, to look at it. And Ping Identity uh, has, uh, in their resource center, has a couple of videos about Skim that are good. One is a, a short overview tutorial, and the other is an hour-long uh, webinar called Skim, the new standard on the block. And they go into details and examples to show how it works and all that. It's very nice. Um, but you should ask your cloud service providers if they're going to support it, when they're going to support it, and urge them to support it, because like once again, it's you know you're you're voting with your feet, right? And this is a critical stage for adoption of this specification. But I got to think, you know, I want ADFS to simply work with Skim as well. It's got to right. Microsoft's got to play ball here. I don't want to have right. to roll my own. Agreed. And that's uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, addition to the equation as well. You know, I almost don't think it's the cloud providers that's the issue. It's the enterprise services that are going to matter the most. That well, until until we speak there, you know, Microsoft is a um, when I go to the uh, cloud identity summit every year in mm-hmm. July, and um, Microsoft is always a key player there, mm-hmm. and as are all the other skin players going on. So they are very much aware of what's going on with it. Um, Every everybody is. It's just a question of rolling it into adoption. Well, the other side of this is: Can I just use ADFS two for single sign on to these uh, these SaaS providers? I, I'm pretty sure Salesforce supports that. Yes, you can absolutely use ADFS for SSO mm-hmm. to the SaaS providers. But you know, again, you got to get your accounts up there to be authenticated right. against. And it is a high-touch solution. There's no question if you're going to bring in a SaaS product like that, it is not going to be the sales guy getting it up and running. He's going to have to come to you to get that going, to set up the federation relationship and, and so forth. It can be done, but it isn't a trivial process. Right. I mean, it's all it's so right. It's all trade-offs. So I know, because I, I, for example, have set up, um, I've set up uh, Ping Federate myself, and it's very easy to set up, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a, a big contrast. However, it's not free. Right. Um, so, you know, there's trade-offs. If you, you can use identity as a service and out, outsource the whole federation to different uh, 
service providers and just go to the identity service provider like Simplify or Okta or um, or Ping Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're paying, but then that costs money too. Yeah, and, and you know your whole and you're hanging your whole um, cloud uh, interaction with SaaS providers on paying a monthly fee to one to another service provider. Right. And, and they really are just an intermediary. I guess we want that disintermediation. Just go direct. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's all, all a question of where you want to put the workload. You want to put the workload on your IT people mm-hmm. to handle all these connections to the expanding list of uh, service providers that you're going to be using. Do you want to outsource it and only have one connection? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but you got to do something. You can't just stick your head in the sand. But it feels yeah. to me like if I'm standing up ADFS2, say for my office 365 connection or you know i could point to half a dozen things i want there skims implementation for microsoft has got to be an extension to adfs too it sounds like a service pack to me well that's a good question and you know and now we're talking about i'm going to make sure that uh, i'll be up at the mvp summit um in just a few weeks Mm -hmm. and i'll be talking to the adfs team then and i will ask them that question yeah give me a skim provider like it just it sound it's all the same pieces more or less but if we have a skim provider then uh, suddenly all of these cloud vendors that are starting to implement against this will be able to consume and then that there you know there's a low barrier entry I, that that seems exciting to me and it may take a couple of revs to get a good portal on it but you can see the bits the the parts are there that it would make a lot of sense to make that work yes yeah exactly so when are you going to when are you going and that's a question for uh Everybody that's listening that thinks they're going to be using some kind of a cloud service provider. In right. other words, everybody that's listening, asking them, when are you going to support Skim? Mm-hmm. And making that and making that transition from the sort of key sovereign apps being moved to the cloud to your, you know, regular run of the mill, maybe even short duration, but unique to the to the division or unique to the team apps that are available in the cloud. Also being able to take advantage of this. Well, right. That's because you can very quickly deprovision everything right out of the provider, right. which is really what you want. You know, mm-hmm. the Boy Scout leave no trace. Yeah, and there, yeah, this idea that there's there's one source of the truth for privileges, and it's AD, and I'm, when I shut that off, everything shuts off. Right. Hey, Sean, really appreciate you bringing me up to speed on uh, a simple cloud identity management. That's just what I need yeah. to know. Great talking with Richard. It's um, it's always fun to talk about this area. It is a coming from. Years of you know, uh, incremental improvements in directory services and things like that to this area where so much is going on, mm-hmm. and it's um, and it's not all settled yet by any means. It's both exciting and it and, and it makes my head hurt. <laughs> yeah, but it's neat to see them tightening down on you know simplifying these things. Uh, we have complex solutions. The first order solutions are always more complicated than they need to be, and now we're sort of distilling it down to you know I really only need these four bits. If I can get these four bits, then everything else will work. Right. Yeah. The, so and so areas that are still being um, that are still evolving are um, authorization and governance, especially governance. Mm-hmm. You know, as as the whole area is maturing. Yeah. And that then that sort of tightens up the scope once we get a better picture on the governance. Exactly. All right, Sean. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Richard. Always a, always a pleasure to be here. And we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio. 